Welcome to Junkie for a Story. On this episode, I am ranking Miss Nia Long's filmography. I'm just ranking the films, not her TV roles. Keep that in mind. But yes, we are going to take a look at Miss Nia Long. One of my favorite actresses who I would say is underrated but yes so that's what we're doing today i did want to mention okay you know i always got to tell you what i'm reading so today i got a short story series for you it is called southern bell insults it's available exclusively on Amazon, so you can purchase it in the Kindle store, or if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can borrow it. But it's a short story collection of five stories. Each story is less than an hour. It's like 30 pages or less. And Kiki Palmer, the actress Kiki Palmer, she wrote these stories with romance best-selling romance author Jasmine Gullery so oh and Kiki Palmer also performs the audiobook and I was reading all of these books I mean not books these short stories I, I, I read the first two and then something made me think you know let me go and experience the audiobook. So I read the audiobook for the third story. And oh my goodness, Kiki is amazing in the audiobooks. Like I if if I had a novel out, I would be asking her to do the audiobook because she she worked it, okay? <laughs> She did a great job. I love the accents she's doing because it doesn't, I mean, you can tell it's her, but it's still, it, it's an accent. I mean, it, it's it's not her normal voice, you know, like she puts on a whole performance. You feel like it, it, it's an experience. So there's five stories and they kind of, to me, they give me Cinderella vibes in the sense that there's this one girl in each story so far that I've read who's kind of like, she she doesn't quite have a healthy dose of self-esteem. <laughs> I'll put it like that. Usually the girl is kind of struggling with her confidence and she's in the workplace. And the wig is kind of like her Prince Charming in the sense that wigs are what give her her confidence and the, the stories are usually centered around women and then they're going to this wig shop and then they pick out a wig or someone selects a wig for them and then they are transformed into this you know it's it's kind of like Beyonce meets Sasha, Sasha Fierce is that her alter ego so it's kind of those kind of vibes like you know she's like not a ugly duckling but just someone who doesn't know her her worth until she puts on this wig and then all of a sudden she's like 
this new person, you know, but I, I am loving these stories. I would recommend them. Plus they're short. They're like 30 minutes. I think each one, I think each one is like somewhere around 30 minutes. So if you, if you got time, check it out and everybody has 30 minutes. Come on now. So yeah, I would recommend it. I am loving them, especially the audiobook. So I am ranking 18 films from Nia Long's filmography. I'm going from what I consider to be the worst, but not not um I'm sorry my pen dropped <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that but yeah so this is they're not worse like I, I'm not trashing these films but it's just as far as her filmography this is worse to best of her performances now these are only the films no TV roles will be on this list. Okay, I'm starting with number 18, which is Held Up from 1997, starring Jamie Foxx. This is a forgettable 90s rom-com, I'm sorry to say. It didn't serve either of their talents, but um, <laughs> I really don't remember much about it, so <laughs> we're going to move on. And then you have Number 17, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged. This came out in 2019. Nia Long plays a... She's a wife. She's married to a widower. I forgot the circumstances that made him a widower or a widow, I should say. He's... Is it a widower or a widow? <laughs> I forgot what they call the male versus female, but w whatever. He lost his wife and then he marries Nia Long and she becomes stepmom to his teenage daughter. I'm not sure how big the family was, but they become a blended family. And this one, I have to say, I, I found it a bit odd because I feel like there was a disconnect with the cast. The cast did not have natural chemistry together. And I'm remembering uh, scenes between Nia Long and the actress who played the teenage daughter. And their scenes together were very awkward, I'll say. Um, just the, the whole family, I just, I wasn't buying that they were a family. It, I don't know what was going on, but I wouldn't say that any of them are bad actors, but just together, they did not have that chemistry. <laughs> and then you have number 16, which is Fatal Affair. This is on Netflix, a Netflix original. And Neil Long produced this film as well. And this was in 2020. So last year, yeah, last year this came out with um, Omar Epps. And I would say Omar Epps gave the best performance in this film. 
which is not saying much, but I'm just saying. <laughs> so uh, Nia Long, she, I think, I can't remember if she was married or in just in a relationship, but she definitely had a man in this um, story. And then Omar Epps comes back into her life. He's someone she knew from her past, I think in college or something like that. And so he shows up out of the blue and wants to rekindle their relationship, their romantic relationship. And he doesn't take no for an answer. So (laughs) that's how that goes. And I remember one thing that really irritated me about this film is how all the the female the women in this film they were all doing the fake crying which I I really did not get that they were their their faces weren't even wet so you could tell they weren't really crying and the scenes that they were doing this in in my opinion they didn't warrant tears but it was like every single woman in the movie would cry (laughs) it was very annoying and it just it rubbed me the wrong way now who directed okay so it was written and directed by peter sullivan i am not familiar with him i'm not sure if he has better works that i should look at but this one right here, yeah, it it wasn't doing it. And I would blame this bad film on the director because he didn't get good performances, good performances out of hardly any of the cast. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that's the direction. Okay, number 15, you have Premonition starring Sandra Bullock. Unfortunately... Ania's character is not memorable in this film. So, yeah. And then In Too Deep with Omar Epps again and L.O. Cool J. Now, this was popular when it first came out, but I honestly don't remember Nia Long's role in this. This was a, this is a crime thriller with um, Omar Epps plays a, a police officer, I think he, he he's fresh out of the academy, and then you know he puts on that uniform and things go wrong. <laughs> I remember LL Cool J was good in this, but I must say I don't remember Nia Long's character. I think she played she played Omar Epps' wife or girlfriend. I can't remember, but yeah, she was one of those. Then we have uh, Made in America from 1993. This was with, it stars Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. Um, Nia Long plays Whoopi Goldberg's teenage daughter. And she finds out that she was created (laughs) by way of artificial insemination. I forgot how she found that out, but she finds that out. And then she finds out her biological father is a white man played by Ted Danson. So, uh, yeah, and I 
think Nia Long is, um, she's like in high school in this film. She's playing a high school student because I remember there was a scene with her graduating or something. Um, she, she was a pretty high school girl, you know, <laughs> but I don't remember much about her character. Uh, but I do remember there was a scandal between Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. <laughs> we won't speak on that. But um, yeah, so it was an interesting concept, though, this film. But yeah, I don't really remember Nia Long's role all that much. And then you have number 12, Boys in the Hood. That came out in 1992. This was a John Singleton film, the late John Singleton. He wrote and directed this film. And I would say the male leads dominated this story and got the better character development. I don't quite remember Nia Long's role in this. <laughs> I would say she was... A pretty girl. <laughs> okay, number 11 is Friday. That was in 1999, starring Chris Tucker and Ice Cube. This movie mostly relied on the comedic skills of Tucker. And a lot of the hood stereotypes, <laughs> we'll say, you know, but well, well, I'm not sure if she's in all of in the, in the other. I, she's not in the others, actually. She's only in the first one. The the others, um, Chris Tucker was only in the first one as well. And then the others are Ice Cube and Mike Epps. But yeah, so she, this is another one of those roles where she's the pretty girl, you know. <laughs> and even Nia Long herself commented on how she was the pretty girl. And um, <laughs> I have to agree with her about her, a lot of her roles, I would say throughout her 20s at least, she was the pretty girl, <laughs> the quintessential pretty girl. Okay, moving along. So we have number 10. This is the Single Moms Club. The Single Moms Club follows four women. All, I, I think they're playing 30, maybe 20, 30 something women going through divorce or already divorced or breaking up with someone. <laughs> and they're all moms and they're all friends with each other and they kind of rely on each other as they're raising their families. And this is a Tyler Perry production but it's not the quintessential Tyler Perry I would say it he branches out just a little bit so so maybe just maybe <laughs> he let somebody else in the room when he was doing this film okay <laughs> because you know how Tyler Perry is okay he has a tight grip on every title of his film. He's the director, the writer, the producer, the stylist, the craft manager, 
I mean, Tyler Perry is doing it all, wearing every hat and not giving another job to anybody. <laughs> That's a Tyler Perry film. So, but I would say this is not, it's not the typical storyline that he usually goes with. And I really like the way they show female friendships in a positive and mature light. This film stars Wendy McClendon Covey from the Goldbergs, Coco Brown, Amy Smart, and the Colombian actress, um, Zule Hanoa. I'm, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, but the one from If Loving You Is Wrong, she's in this one as well. Okay, and then we got Lemon. Now, this is this is a bit different for Nia Long because she normally does not pick these kind of roles. <laughs> and that's why I, I'm giving her credit. I'm going to give her credit for that. Um, now, I do remember, okay, this film was star. Who was in this? Brett Gelman. He's not, like, I'm not sure if I saw him in anything else. I don't really... I'm not too familiar with him, but he stars in this. He plays like a, a 30 or 40 something guy. He just went through a breakup with his girlfriend of 10 years and he's not doing so well. <laughs> and so he's trying to get back into the dating, but he's a little bit awkward with the ladies and don't know how to approach them or he he could use some coaching, <laughs> you know, he, he could use some help in that area. But um, this was a quirky little comedy drama. I remember Megan Mullally was in this as well. I love her from um, Will and Grace. She's in this. Hmm. Who else is in this? I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, nobody else really stands out to me. I'm not sure who else is in this. But um, the screenplay was written by Janixa Bravo. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but yeah. Okay, we're going to move on. Then there is The Best Man Holiday. Okay, so <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> and now, I loved The Best Man, the first movie from 1999. And I, I loved that cast together. But I did not understand why they did a sequel. I mean, I, I guess I understand. I mean, they could make some money, you know, and maybe they had a good script, you know. I mean, there were good intentions, but not that I'm saying, I mean, it, it's a good film, but it's not, I would say it's not up to par with the best man. So for that reason, I'm like, why did they make this? But obviously when you go into making a film, you don't intend to make a bad film or a less than film, you know? Their intentions were good, but they fell a little bit short. So you got the original cast in this film. You know, Nia Long, Tay Diggs, 
Morris Chestnut. It's a good cast. Monica Calhoun. Um, you know, they, they got some got some good people in here. <laughs> and they have some good uh some good scenes together and good it's a pretty decent soundtrack. You know, we don't really talk about soundtracks the way we used to, but they they had a, some good songs and some good scenes in here with the, the new edition song, I think. I, I'm thinking about, but um, that nothing stood out the way the scenes stand out to me from the the original. So for that reason, you know, I say they fell short. But Malcolm D. Lee, who wrote the original, he returned to write and direct the sequel. And, you know, the, the cast, they still got their chemistry. Nia Long plays Jordan, a photographer. She, now this this is her at her best so I mean it's a romantic comedy she knows how to do this <laughs> so yeah she does a pretty got a good job in this film and it, it's it's a good solid film it's just not as good as the first <laughs> that's all I'm saying okay now you have uh beaches now this was a TV movie on Lifetime starring Nia Long and Adina Menzel. And those two ladies are good friends in real life. Which might explain why they... I think Nia gave a better dramatic performance in this film because she's... If I'm going to be critical, she could use some work with her dramatic roles I'm just saying <laughs> so yeah she, I think she did a good job with this one it's based on the remake of the 1988 film starring Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey and this is another movie where the plot focuses on female friendships I remember uh, Adina's character seemed to play the more selfish friend. She was a successful, I think, singer, entertainer. She was doing well in her career. And it looked like Nia's character was given a little bit more in that friendship than um, Adina's character. But I, again... I liked the way uh, female friendships were portrayed in this film and the way it it resolved. Um, they, they went through some ups and downs. And then because they weren't 20-somethings, you know, because oftentimes a lot, if we do see female friendships, it's usually young girls. So I liked that it was mature-aged women and they you know they were going they were in their careers they they were career oriented and they were married and divorced and blah 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 it showed the the changes that we go through as adults that affect our friendships so i liked how that was handled in this film 
Okay, now we have number six. And the number six spot goes to Alfie with Jude Law. This came out in 2004. And it was... It's not... It's one of her lesser known films. Although it does have a large cast. So first of all, let me talk about Jude Law. (laughs) I love me some Jude Law. He is a great actor. And he can play all kinds. He can play a gigolo or a priest and he has played both. But I mean, talk about some chemistry. (laughs) I'm going all over the place. So Uh, This movie is about a womanizer whose womanizing ways catch up with him. So Jude Law, he goes from woman to woman to woman. There's a lot of women in this film. (laughs) And he's just running through them like a deck of cards. I mean, just one after the other. But I will say he has some good chemistry with Nia. I mean... (laughs) They have some really great chemistry. Although, how could you not with Jude Law? I mean, I would say all the women in this film, the chemistry was there. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm remembering a scene where they were playing pool, shooting pool or whatever. And the flirter was very natural, very cute. I really liked their scenes together <laughs> and then um I remember he had the character I'll say I'm saying had a variety of taste in women because you know it wasn't just the young and cute but you know there was mature aged women there was women with careers I mean he, he was dating them all he liked them all <laughs> and I remember Susan Sarandon was in this uh, Marissa Tomei was also in this. This is a good film that not many people watched. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked this one. And then you have Soul Food. Now, Soul Food is that's a more popular film. That's one with a large ensemble cast. It's got Nia Long, Vanessa Williams, Vivica A. Fox. They all play three sisters. Nia, I think, is the youngest. And Vanessa uh, Williams' character is the oldest of the sisters. And it's about a black family who comes together every Sunday for dinner at their mother's home. And they don't leave their problems at the door. (laughs) In fact, they bring them to the dinner table. So then the matriarch of the family is hospitalized. And the sisters, they try to keep the the Sunday family dinners, the tradition going in their mother's absence. Now, I, I did like this film and I... I would say Nia did a good job in this one, but this is not one of those films that I tend to rewatch for whatever reason. But now that I'm thinking about it, (laughs) 
let me mention uh, Babyface did a really good job on this soundtrack. Music producer Babyface. This soundtrack had a lot of hits on it, I remember. Um, who was it? Brandy sitting up in my room. Um, I remember SWV was on here. Faith Evans was on here. A lot, a lot of big names from the 90s were on this soundtrack and it was produced and a lot of it was written um, by Babyface. But yeah, so that's number five. And then you have The Best Man from 1999. Now you kind of already know how I feel. <laughs> but The Best Man, that's one of my favorite movies. And again, Malcolm D. Lee wrote and directed and that script that script is everything <laughs> and of course the cast I mean oh my gosh what can I say there are so many memorable scenes in the best man but you know what let me tell you about one <laughs> now that I think about it I remember Tay Diggs was retelling this story about when him and he and Nia Long were shooting the scene where she slaps him. Okay. <laughs> so he's talking about it. And apparently there is, we'll call it an actress slap that you're supposed to do. I don't know the correct term but it, it's a it's a fake slap you're supposed to give that looks real on camera so this <laughs> this is in the 90s I, I don't I can't believe Nia didn't know about this but even she said it was a real slap so, so, <laughs> so she, she gave him a real slap <laughs> and when I tell you I mean, even with him retelling the story, you can like feel the steam coming off his skin. Like <laughs> he was like, he said, "Oh my goodness, she's so unprofessional," <laughs> and he was livid. I mean, you could just tell. And this is him retelling the story. So imagine in the moment how he felt. <laughs> and so then he said. He watched the movie when, you know, it, it was completed. And he said, you know, that scene really does look good. <laughs> I mean, those aren't his exact words, but basically he, he forgave Nia for <laughs> slapping him. But, okay, so I want y'all to go watch that film and look for that slap. <laughs> look for that slap. Now tell me, Tay Diggs, now that's a true actor right there. <laughs> His reflexes, I mean, uh, uh, wow, that that was a tough one to take. I mean, <laughs> you don't even need sound effects because I heard that slap. I mean, that was hard. But yeah, so this is, this is one of her best, if not her best performances in movies. This is, I would say, Ania Long in her prime. And the 90s, she really was running the black rom-coms. I mean, you could not hear her name when it came to black films in the 90s. Okay, so now we are at the top three. 
I'm going to give number three to The Baker. Now, The Baker came out last year on Apple. I went and got that subscription like just just for this film <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's still on there I don't know how they do their films like do they keep them I, I don't know but it came out in 2020 I, I no longer have that Apple subscription I went and canceled it a couple months after <laughs> I got too many as it is but although I will say they do make Apple has been making really great original content so I probably am going to get it back on real soon. <laughs> but yeah, so this was on Apple. And this is about two black entrepreneurs who use their finances and knowledge in the 1960s. I'm not sure what part of the country they were in, but um, this is the 1960s. They use their finances and knowledge to buy homes and then sell them to black families so um, they can become homeowners because at that time legislation had not been in place to protect African Americans from discriminatory practices um, that prevented them from becoming homeowners so it was perfectly legal to deny black people a home loan at that time <laughs> so they basically found a sneaky way to buy the homes and then sell them and populate neighborhoods with black people and this is based on a true story it stars um, Nia Long, Nicholas Halt, Samuel L. Jackson and Anthony Mackey Nia Long plays Anthony Mackey's character his wife and she is a strong-willed woman who is by her husband's side as he is working with his partner to take care of their people <laughs> now obviously it's the 1960s so you know they're gonna run into some bumps <laughs> some bumps in the road and things happen but it ends on a high note. I'll say that much. I'm not going to give everything away, but it does end on a high note. And again, it's based on a true story. Number two, I'm giving that to Love Jones. Love Jones, that came out in 1996 with Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate is another one of my favorites. But, well... Talk about chemistry. <laughs> so, you could definitely tell these two were dating back then. <laughs> I mean, that chemistry was strong. It almost felt like you were eavesdropping when you watched their scenes. <laughs> like, like, you were peeping Tom or something. Like, you should not be watching this. I mean, they were pretty strong on camera. <laughs> Although, I don't know if they ever confirmed their relationship, but... I remember at that time it was out there. <laughs> so we'll say we'll leave it at that. I don't know if they confirmed it or not, but then it was out there that they were dating. Now, uh Nia Long, she again plays a photographer and Tate is a poet living in Chicago. This is a love story 
if you can call it that. (laughs) It doesn't end with a happily ever after, but I still consider it a love story. And I do want to give credit because this was a very great and unique script. Um, Love Jones. It was written and directed by Theodore Witcher. It starred Isaiah Washington and Bill Bellamy. Along with Nia Long and Lorenz Tate. It it was a great cast. Also, um, Wendy, I'm sorry, Nicole Carson, is that her name? I'm thinking of the one who was in uh, Allie McBeal. I can't. I can't think of her name right now. (laughs) But I remember I liked her in it. I liked her. She played uh, Nia Long's friend. And, um... Let me see. What is her name? Lisa Nicole Carson. She hasn't been in much. I mean, I I don't remember the last time I saw her, but yeah, this was another one of those. it, It was a good cast, I'll say. A great cast and great chemistry. And the number one slot goes to imaginary drum roll please so in my opinion I think her best performance and I mean yes I'm gonna say this is her best film okay is 2017 Roxanne Roxanne this is another film that is based on a true story. It's about the rapper Roxanne Chante, who also is one of the producers on this film. There's a lot of musical talent in the making of this film. So um, there's Pharrell Williams. He's one of the producers. Forrest Whitaker, I saw, was one of the producers, which was <laughs> unexpected. Not bad, but just unexpected. And then... uh Riza from Wu-Tang. He did the music for this film. But anyway, this is a Netflix original. I believe it's still on Netflix. Um, Nia Long plays the rapper Roxanne Shantae, her mother. And the rapper is played by actress Shantae Adams. And it it's showing, you know, I, I, the struggles of a young teenage girl making it in the rap industry a female rapper and she was only like 14 15 she was very young which was crazy in the late 80s and 90s so it 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 goes through her story and Nia gives a solid great performance of a single mother living in I think it was some some projects in Queens Queens, New York, and you know, it's just showing a single mother raising a teenage girl while trying to shield her from the perils of the street life, basically. 
you know how Chris Rock says, keep you got to keep your daughters off the pole. I mean, it's it's that situation. She trying to keep her daughter sane and respectable <laughs> while still chasing her dream. And it's a really good story. I would say the entire cast did a great job with that film. And yeah, I'm going to give that to the number one spot. I do want to mention that Miss Nia Long has some upcoming projects. There is Searching 2. Then there is Plus Minus. And the third one is a Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill uh, comedy that's untitled. And all three of these films are in post-production. The first two, Searching 2 and Plus Minus, those have a release year of 2022. And yeah, the Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill uh, untitled comedy, that one doesn't have a release date. But yeah, this is all according to IMDb. So that's it with uh, Miss Nia Long. Now, Nia Long has been in a plethora of films. I have not seen all of her films, but I do want to mention her some of her popular films that I did not rank because I have not seen them. You have the Are We There Yet series with Ice Cube. Now that's one that I have not seen. I'm not an Ice Cube fan. I mean, I, I've seen some of his films, but that's not one that interests me, so I wouldn't watch it. And then you have the Big Mama's House series with Martin Lawrence. Again, that's not one that interest me but I do like Martin Lawrence in both of those series Nia Long plays the wife then there is the 2016 action comedy Keanu also stars the comedy duo Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key also Tiffany Haddish is in this one as well There's Muslim from 2010. Now, that's not a popular one, but I did want to mention it because it's different from her normal films that you would see her in. Um, In this one, Nia Long plays a Muslim woman living in America during the 9-11 attacks. Again, this was not a popular film so I'm not sure how people feel about that I don't know it it kind of came and went it's it also stars uh Evan Ross and I can't remember who else was in this but yeah I, I don't this is not one I would watch but I did want to mention it because it's different 
for her. And then you have Boiler Room from 2000, way, way back in 2000. <laughs> Can you believe we're saying way back in 2000? That was 21 years ago. So that one was pretty popular at the time, but I think she had a minor role in that one. And yeah, that that's one that I am not interested in based on the premise and I I haven't seen it yet it's been 21 years so we'll just say I won't see it (laughs) but yeah that that one was a more popular one I did refer to imdb.com for her filmography she has a she has a lot of films (laughs) a lot of credits And again, I have not seen them all. I only ranked the ones that I've seen. But yeah, you can check out out her filmography there. And at one time she was talking about writing a screenplay. I remember she did, she was on the cover of Essence magazine 10 or so years ago. And she was talking about writing a screenplay and possibly directing it but then I haven't heard anything since then so I guess that fell through (laughs) and then I wanted to mention Badass starring Mario Van Peoples now I didn't know she was in this film but I saw on IMDb that She is in this film. (laughs) So this one is from 2003. And it was written and directed by the actor Mario Van Peoples. It's kind of like a tribute film. He's paying paying homage to his father, Melvin Van Peoples, um, who wrote the original from 1970. I'm sorry, it's from 1971. Melvin Van Peoples um, wrote Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. And he was the writer and director and also starred in that film. And then the, the son, Mario, played the younger version of his father's character in that film. And so then Mario in 2003, he remakes, I don't know if it's a remake or what, but that's what the badass is paying tribute to in the 2003 film. And Nia Long stars in that. Nia Long plays Sandra in this film and this is so (laughs) that's a crazy looking poster but it's what does it say a father a son a revolution So you can rent this on Amazon Prime for $2.99. And it's saying that Badass is based on the book by Melvin Van Peoples. 
sweet, sweet backs, badass song. So I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I just might watch that one because I'll probably watch both. They both look pretty interesting and... Uh, Melvin Van Peoples passed away this year. I believe he was 89 years old, but he was a prolific black filmmaker at a time when there weren't many black filmmakers in Hollywood. So he paved the way for Tyler Perry and Spike Lee and... Ryan Coogler and all these, uh, I notice I'm only naming men, but (laughs) I don't know. Are there black female filmmakers? Wait, there's Ava, there's Ava, Ava DuVernay, and I don't know. There's not many I can't think of, but Melvin Van Peebles paved the way for those for the younger generation who came after him. Um, he did a lot and he he was getting financing for his films at a time when people were probably looking at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yes, we have to acknowledge Mr. Melvin Van Peoples for what he did. So yes, I'm definitely going to check out both films. The one from 1971 and the 2003 with Nia Long because they look like fun. <laughs> and I, I always like old films. that I just like to see how things were done in those days. But uh, yeah, so that's all I got for the lovely and talented Miss Nia Long. But she has a diverse filmography more so than I thought. (laughs) I guess I'm just not diverse as a fan (laughs) because I mostly know her for her romantic comedies, but I didn't realize she, she has done some different roles. But yeah, there you have it. So answer me this, who would you like to see Nia Long star in a film with that she hasn't worked with before? And what genre would you want it to be? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you are enjoying the podcast. Please share this podcast with anyone you think would enjoy my content. And I hope you will continue to listen and I will catch you in the next one. Thank you.